Letters. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm also I tired. We'll quit yawning at some point. Oh, it's all right. Hello. You are listening to Or So They Say, the podcast where two sisters travel small town America, one ghostly tale at a time. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Megan. What are you doing over there, Megan? Your cat is loving on me. She loves you so much. All of our cats say, really like you. <laughs> except for Max and Speedy don't bother me too much. The kitten doesn't bother men, me too Men, am I right? Well, oh my God, speaking of, my um, other love of my life. <laughs> just, it's She's Pop-Tart right now. Porch Cat is kind of being called Pop-Tart right now. It's in the works. Hi, babies. I don't want to like... <laughs> I don't want to, um, oh, what's that word? Work Make things worse. Oh, <laughs> get her all riled up. I guess. Well, it is the last episode of the year of our Lord 2021. <laughs> yeah. It's over. It's almost over. By the time you hear this, it'll be over in two days. Two yeah, days. Roughly. Less than 48 hours by the time you yeah. hear this. It's odd it's odd it's an odd feeling because like on the one hand good riddance riddance uh-huh uh, how do you say ridden good riddance riddance oh now it doesn't sound right no, we I said know. it like too oh, many Lord. times <laughs> uh and on the other hand i'm like a lot of good came out of 2021 kind of in the grand scope of things i guess i still guess there were some good i know <laughs> take the good you take the bad take, take the things around the facts of life <laughs> I don't even know if that's the lyric. That's just how I've always sang it. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no. Did we make that up? Because that's what I thought it was. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I don't want to look up now. Don't We're tell no, us. We are not that old. Sorry. We'll start. You know what? I think for next year, for 2022, let's do our best to, like, know things. <laughs> <laughs> my goal for 2022 is to actually uh, learn something. Yes. Oh my gosh. But no, like 2021 overall, I'd give it like a 6 out of 10. Mm. I know. Mm. But like this, yes, this the yes. 6 was a good 6. It was better than 2020. Yeah, 2020 was a dumpster fire. It was yes. bad. Yeah. And we created the podcast to pull some good out of it. So I'd yeah. give it a 2 out of 10. That's true. We're getting better every year. Every year. Do more. Mm-hmm. Be good. So what are what are we looking forward to next year? Man, I, y- you know what's stupid? I didn't even consider that we might talk about New Year's resolutions. What do I want to do better next year? Uh, physical and mental health, mostly. I was, I mean, we're open here about things. I was doing, like, therapy and stuff for a while. I got out of that. It would be nice to, you know, maybe get back into therapy and maybe that will in turn help, like, physical health. Uh, just like the typical stuff like that. Maybe not everybody's mental health. I think it's typical, but... Yeah. Well, mine's going to be different because I'm... Hopefully, if all goes well, we'll be giving birth in the middle of summer. Practic- oh, not God. quite, but summertime. Yeah, yeah. And I know I can work out. I've already talked to my doctor, but just to be on the safe side. Yeah. <laughs> you can't you don't want to risk it. No, I do I do want to start being a little healthier even though I can only do so much. So I plan on doing that. Yeah. Yeah. As far as the podcast, 
I'd like to have our studio done. That would be oh, nice. That would be wonderful. I I've can't been in this house you. for over a year. <laughs> no. Listen, being a homeowner is wild. It's hard work. And unfortunately, that has fallen to the, like the lower tiers of the priority list. So mm-hmm. uh, I think we should both. Good, you take the bad. <laughs> <laughs> we should both work on our... I've got stuff to do in my house, too, just to prepare, make it child-friendly. Oh, Lord, that's right. I don't even know where to start. Do I just get rid of like all sharp cornered stuff? And like, I, don't, I just give them a helmet. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, don't adjust your life for them. Oh, okay. God. <laughs> like, you know, I lived here first. I feel right. like you should be the one to accommodate. Absolutely. Now, for the <laughs> podcast, for me, I, you know, that is, that's a loaded thought. I don't know. The podcast could go so many directions in 2022. I just, I don't even know where to begin with it. I, there are lots of things I would like to see happen, but like time will tell. Right. And just also having, going. A, having a meeting between the two oh. of us will tell. Yeah. Just to keep going. That would be nice. Yeah. If we could make it through 2022 still doing this podcast, I think that would be lovely. So that'd be something. That would be <laughs> that something. That would be. You guys, we could make it a whole, we could make it two years. <laughs> a whole two years. That's Woo-hoo. my goodness. Wow. I was gonna make a week like longer than I've committed to most things. I oh, don't know. God. It's easy. <laughs> Yikes. And then, well, for this last episode, it just so happens of the year. It just so happens yeah. to yeah, fall of the year. Dang, dang. <laughs> I know. Happens to fall on a fifth Thursday. Wow. What does that mean? It means we get to talk about whatever we want, which is that usually what we do? Yes. Yes. <laughs> do I care? No. no, it's our podcast. You're here listening to us because you kind of like it, we think, or you're obligated. Either way, keep doing it. Go well, rate us. We actually have a name for this, okay? It's our twin tangent. So every we just have a lot of stuff that builds up and we're like, oh man, I wish if we had a podcast to talk about just that, we could. That's when we take one Thursday. We take our moment, our time in the sun to, to talk about what else interests us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, ghosts interest us a lot, yeah. but there are so many other things, including this one, which is funny because I had like a kind of idea in mind and I told Megan and she was like, uh, all right, I'll see what I can find. And then I was like, you know what? I really wanted to do this, but at first I really wanted to do fill in the blank, the episode that we're about to do. And Megan's like, oh, I was thinking that too. I did. Cause so, it's been weighing on us heavy. <laughs> it has. I don't know. It comes in waves. And I was like trying to find a pun in there, but I couldn't. So, <laughs> so the tangent this week we're going on is about alien abductions. <laughs> Something about look, ghost. I could read about all day. I can visit haunted places. That's fine. Something about alien abductions and the extraterrestrial freaks me out. Well, the thing is, I I have to have made this comment before. I believe it would be very very foolish as a person to believe that we are the only living beings in the universe, Mm -hmm. let alone our universe. Like there, we cannot be the only planet within galaxies and galaxies and universes that got it right. We just can't. That was smart enough to make life and evolve. And it's happening elsewhere. We know it is. Space itself is terrifying to think about the vastness of it like because you can't you can't think of it we'll never know the ends of it no and that is scary stuff <laughs> I mean, shoot we don't even know the ends of the ocean and we're sitting on it so right anyway hmm. alien abductions i don't i mean 
this one we can speculate because I haven't like sworn an oath to say I'm going to keep an open mind about aliens. But obviously I believe there is other life forms out there. Do I believe in abduction stories? I don't know. I'm more leaning toward the side of, I don't want to sound crazy, but kind of. There are some stories, like the ones that, uh, one of the ones at least I'm going to tell that like, how? Just tell me how. Yeah. Other other than that explanation, how? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it sucks. It. I don't know what's more hard, what's harder to believe is when an entire city of people claims they see these lights in the sky and because you have, you know, one person say it and they're like, oh, you know what? I think I saw that too. And the next thing you know, the entire town saw it. I mean, the Mandela effect that we did. Yeah. That's men- true. Mandela. 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 I really just swapped my vowels. <laughs> um, oh, lordy. Okay, Mandela effect. If you How- just have, like, one or two people who claim they saw it and no one else can back them up. Yeah. I don't know. Some of the stories are just... I, there was one, I don't think either of us are covering it, the, the lady from the UK that believes she's been abducted a number of times. Have you heard that one? I've heard of it, but like, I don't know the like details. Like she's just middle aged, and she has she's claimed that she's been abducted at 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 the time that that was published fifty two times. I just why don't if they like her so much why do they keep, keep sending her, her back? Take her, take her. <laughs> well, no, not in a mean way. But I'm saying like <laughs> why do they keep bringing her back if they just continue to take her at least like once for every year she's been on this earth? Yeah, and I mean she claims that it's been happening since she was a small child. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know stuff like that. I'm like okay, like you had your time to shine fifty two times. Like calm down, right? It's just, I hate saying that, but I'm like. What are the odds, one, of alien abductions, and two, that the the rareness of them, and you got 52 of them? Right. Like, right. no, calm down. Have a seat. That's, I mean, that's just me. I don't mean to be rude, but, like, there are some instances like that where I'm like, probably not. I feel like I'm less likely to believe alien abductions than I am ghosts, mm-hmm. but that's not to say that I won't believe it. Yeah. Well. I am easily swayed. <laughs> Well, you know, depending on the story, I guess we could read a couple here and see how we feel at the end. Yeah, I do. I do have a couple here for you. This first one I know less about, admittedly. The second one, I like sought it out. I wanted it and I found it. And it was a, it was a trip to find it, but I found it. But it doesn't matter. We're going to read the first one first. Oh, okay. Okay. So my source, it's all coming from one source. It's the Clarion Ledger. Which, Ooh. that sounds like a Pokemon, but oh. <laughs> I don't know, like one of the evolutions. Ev- like yeah. Yeah. Okay, here we go. There's another reason why I chose this story, and you'll find out in about two paragraphs. Oh, okay. <laughs> Short paragraphs. It was an event he has been reluctant to speak about, yet it shaped much of his life. Calvin Parker, now of Moss Point, along with friend Charles Hickson, claimed they were abducted by aliens while fishing on the... Pascagoula River. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now Parker has written a book he hopes will set the record straight. So, Pascagoula, The Closest Encounter, My Story. That's the title of the book. Oh, okay. A choice, but okay. <laughs> I mean, to the point, you know what you're getting. Right. Uh, was recently published. And this this article was published in, I believe, July of this year. So, I mean, this is a fairly recent thing that he's decided to come air this out. 
and it includes photos, documents, and newspaper articles when they written through the years. It also marks the first time a transcription of a hypnosis session with Parker has been published. <laughs> and Parker hopes to clear the air with this book. Here's the quote and why I got selfish. Okay. It was October 11th, 1973. Ah. Uh, Were we even a figment of an... No, not at all. But it's our birthday, so... Yes. Yay. <laughs> he goes on. We'd gotten off work that day, and a friend of mine, he and I went fishing. The old abandoned shipyard, they had a little pier out front, and we were on that pier. I'm going to guess it was about six o'clock in the evening. It had just started getting dark, but it was kind of a bright moon. Parker said he noticed blue light reflecting off the water, and his initial thought was law enforcement officers, officers, (laughs) wow, had arrived to tell the two fishermen they needed to leave the property. However... When Parker looked up, he realized the light was coming from a craft like nothing he'd ever seen. Ooh, right? A big light came out of the clouds, Parker said. It was a blinding light. It was hard to tell with the light so bright, but it looked like it was shaped like a football. I would say, just estimating, it was about 80 foot. It made very little sound. It was just a hissing noise. Oh. So, and it's like, hmm. When people get really detailed, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know if you're going to talk about it all. I'm not going to say anything yet. I'm not going to say anything yet about like the the idea behind why the alien abductions. Oh, like, did you come across it? Oh, like why they were picked or what? No, basically, I mean, I don't want to spoil it now. I'm not, it's it's very vivid. Everyone is very detailed usually about these abductions. Oh, uh-huh. And studies are showing, like, it's just sleep paralysis. But, like, the, uh. what I don't like is they were in the middle of doing something when it happened. It's not like I was dreaming about fishing with a friend. Right. It's, we were fishing, and then suddenly this. And you just lost the rest of your day and woke up in a sleep paralysis? Yeah. That's the part that I don't get. But I, I came across a lot of things saying that that's what they believe alien abductions probably are. But... That's not what we're here... Exactly. That's not what we're here for. Then the situation became more surreal. Parker said three legless creatures floated from the craft. One had no neck with gray wrinkled skin. Uh I hated the description of these. Just me. Just me to a (laughs) T. Legless, neckless, gray skin wrinkled. (laughs) Shut up. Oh my God. I mean, like, same, but dang. Dang. Another had a neck and appeared, <laughs> just uh, another had a neck <laughs> and appeared more feminine. Parker, oh, okay. I know. <laughs> I know. I, uh, Wally's a boy. He's a boy robot. Oh, God. No, he's a cartoon made up robot. Or he, you can't even say he is a cartoon made it's up a, robot. Have you seen that robot. TikTok? I swear we've talked about this too. No. Oh, it's a TikTok about a guy having like a argument with himself but i'm assuming it's argument he had with actually someone Uh i think it is with someone that the guy is just dead set on like wally's a boy he's obviously a boy and eve is a girl and he's like no they're like one cartoons and two they don't yeah they don't have like they're robots they don't have genitalia and the dude's like it was just Oh, he's like, it doesn't matter that they don't have genitalia. It's it's obvious that Wally's a boy and Eve's a girl. And they're saying, oh, so you're saying that the genitalia doesn't determine the gender of a person. And they're like, no, no, that's not like, man, they dug their gotcha. hole so deep. Gotcha. <laughs> but no, anyway. I mean, I guess, okay, when they say more feminine, 
the female body has the curve, you know, yes, almost. Fortunately, anatomically speaking, usually females have like wider hips and blah, blah, blah. So that could, that could be what Except for us that are legless, necklace, and gray and wrinkly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, I gotta, I gotta find where I was now. Sorry. More feminine. Parker described their hands as being shaped like mittens or crab claws. I still see yep. the close no resemblance. differences. <laughs> so. When one of the creatures put one of its claws around his arm, Parker said he was terrified, but then another feeling came over his body. I think they injected us with something to calm us down, Parker said. I was kind of numb and went along with the program. Parker said the creatures floated he and Hickson into the craft and performed physical examinations on the two, as they always do. Then they were taken back to the bank of the river. Parker said he didn't want to tell anyone what happened, but Hickson convinced him otherwise. The two contacted Keesler Air Force Base, but were told they should co- uh, contact local authorities, so they contacted the Jackson County Sheriff's Office. According to Parker, the two passed sobriety tests as well as polygraph tests. Parker said he also passed a voice stress test, which, like, didn't know that was a That's thing. That's weird. I would be stressed to be taking a voice stress test, so it would never pass. No. I, no. I'd be like, I guess we're going to do this now. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> <Right>. let's go. <laughs> the ordeal seemed like it was over, but for Parker, it was just beginning. The news spread worldwide, and according to news reports, Hickson didn't shy away from the attention. Parker, on the other hand, didn't want it. In the years that followed, he said he'd changed jobs and relocated to two other towns when people realized to he relocated to other towns when people realized who he was. It was just something he didn't want to discuss. <laughs> I've been going through this for 45 years this October, he said. I never talked about it or wanted to talk about it. I catch myself going fishing at night and look up and wonder where they came from and how far did they travel and why they had to get me. Okay. Now, there's something you said earlier. That yes. kind of made me think, started making me think. Um, let's say that somehow our, our government is out there traversing the galaxy. Mm-hmm. And they come across an alien life form. Yes. What's the first thing they're going to do when they nab it up? Take it and perform tests on it. Okay. What if, like, that's their form of government? That's yeah. just traveling. Exactly. The- we find a new life form and we do tests and, like, learn about it and... I, I, yeah, I feel like I've had right, this. So everyone's like, well, you said, why is it always that? I don't, I mean, that's their sole job. There's probably a job somewhere in the government they're not telling us about mm-hmm. that people are literally out there just in the galaxy, in the cosmos, looking for life forms so they can just pick it apart. Yeah, I mean, we're doing that with life forms on Earth, so why not? Definitely out in space. Man, we find a rock and we're like, dissect it. Like, right. we, like we get, bring back rocks from the moon. We're like, we have to know. Yeah. So, makes sense. So, that's all I had for the first one. I guess I was misleading. I have like two and a half, but I wanted to tell this second one because the the similarities are striking. So let's let's read it. It's also a little short one. Uh, I also like cut it. Both of these I kind of cut down because there was a lot happening that wasn't really necessary. But so this seems like it jumps in the middle because it does. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I tried to make it dramatic. This is the new story. Two men arrive at the sheriff's department. They told authorities they had just been abducted by aliens. Each had a puncture wound in one arm. Police tried to catch them in a lie, but it didn't work. Both men later passed a polygraph test. On Saturday, 
The riverbank where the men said the close encounter happened got a historical marker calling it one of the, quote, best documented cases of alien abduction. Hmm. I heard a kind of zipping sound. I looked up and saw a blue flashing light. My friend turned around, too. We saw a 30-foot-long object with a little dome on top. So... A little smaller in size. Yeah, more like typically, quote-unquote, alien spaceship-shaped. It just hovered above the ground. Three small creatures emerged, also hovering, he said. The men were suddenly paralyzed. The creatures grabbed them with pincer-type claws and pulled them toward the object, he said. I floated inside, the man told the Biloxi Sun Herald in 2018. They said they were subjected to a physical examination by something that looked like a big eye, a constant mechanical sound buzzing the whole time. And then they were dropped off right back in the dark delta where they started. One man said he found the other. He found his friend, like when he came to, standing up, arms raised to the sky and screaming. Oh. Like, I don't know why that would startle me the most. Yeah, I mean, like, what just happened? What are you doing? (laughs) Right? They ran for help. Oh, good. Obviously. Good, good. At first, sheriff's investigators thought the men had been drunk or lying. After interviewing the men, they left the room with a recorder secretly taping, hoping to catch the pair uh, dropping the act once they left. Mm -hmm. But they didn't. They kept on talking about what they had seen and how scared they were. We did everything we knew to try to break their stories, the sheriff's uh, captain, Glenn Ryder, told the Post in 1975. If they were lying to me, they should be in Hollywood. Hmm. So, would you like to know why I wanted to read those two back-to-back? Why? Because I told you I was going to, and you're like, okay. Mm -hmm. This is the same exact story by the same person posted two years apart. Oh. Uh Uh-huh. About the same people? The exact same people. I didn't give any names except for the sheriff, Mm -hmm. because I didn't talk about the sheriff in the first one. This is the same person giving the same account two years apart. Okay, so it's from the same guy, the guy who actually experienced it then. Yes, because another thing it didn't mention, because I don't know what you were picturing in your mind, but Mm -hmm. one of these men at the time was 45. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was Hickson. Parker, who told all of this, was 19. Why were... What? I know. We got all Huck Finney in there, but... (laughs) uh, Yeah, he... Hickson has since passed away so parker is the one that's been telling the story because he was only 19 when it happened in 1973 Mm -hmm. but very like really specific but drastically different yeah like he the first one he said it was like 80 feet long they both said it was 80 feet long the second one 30 feet the first one they said it was football shaped the second one it was a disc with a dome on top Uh uh-huh Like, they floated in the second time. They had puncture wounds in their arms the second time. None of this was mentioned. The first, in that first story. So, And the first story was published in 2021. The second was in 2019. So how's no one being like, hey, that's not... Because it's, because that's not even close. Really. Right. How... If I had changed locations and names, you would have never thought... No. It was the same story. Like, little things, like they had claws, and it was three of them. Mm -hmm. But other than that... Yeah, that's... So, this dude published a book? Yeah. And... But... See, that makes me not believe it, then. 
No, I know. And it makes me wonder what's in the book. Like, I almost want to get the book just to see how different the book is. But was that an actual quote from the sheriff about saying, like, oh, we tried to break up? Yes. And yeah. So. Uh, I, I know. know. Well, the, well, okay. Because how did it write it? It says, oh, Lordy. Sorry, I started sneaking into my second one. Oh. Maybe it didn't. The only, actually, the only thing that was in quotes was we did everything we knew to try to break their stories. If they were trying, if they were lying to me, they should be in Hollywood. That I was mean, the only thing in quotes. That should be really easy to debunk. You would go to that sheriff. Oh, he's still alive or still. Right. Also, the big eye that was examining them in the second one that like. And he said he didn't remember anything in the first one. Mm-hmm. He just remembers waking up and his friend screaming. And what I also kept out is he lied the first time because how he's like i've been silent about this for 45 years i kept out the part that he like went to a funeral and all of these people wanted to know more about him than the person that was dead and he's like i need to come clean about all of this because apparently he told them that before they were picked up he passed out and he didn't know what happened Uh uh-huh and then he's like that i lied i just didn't know how to talk about it now here's a huge development i can see that like, you don't want to say it because you realize how crazy you sound already. Yeah. So you just kind of, like, change your story and you're like... Mm. I mean, he was only 19. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, you have a reputation to uphold as a 19-year-old. But that's an instance where they are so, I, they are so different that I'm like, and only two years apart. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, dude, like... I will say some like in in true crime when you ask someone to tell the story and they tell you every single detail the same to a T and it mm-hmm. doesn't change from time to time they're more likely lying because they've rehearsed it so they won't forget every little detail. Some details will change right. from telling to telling but not like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a little um that's a, a stretch. Yeah, so that's that's my first one, first and a half one. Cool. Cool, neat, wow. <laughs> well, I'm going to cover one. This was actually published last year, but the incident... No, last year? Yeah, last year, 2020. <laughs> we're almost 2022. Oh, God. Uh, but the incident took place in 1969. Good year, good year. Speaking of space... Yeah, right? Wow. We, f- we went there and they said... Hold on, because this was October of 1969, so I believe this this is definitely after the moon landing. I was going to say, for some (laughs) listeners, like maybe international listeners, because we're selfish enough to believe that everybody knows American history and they don't, we went to the moon in 1969. We we sent our our first spaceship up there. Yeah, we landed on the moon. Yeah. Supposedly. Or it was a Hollywood stunt. Yeah. You you decide. Right. (laughs) Not, okay. I think this is the show. I don't. I don't know why I remember. This. I know what you're gonna say. It's that the song. song. What yeah. was that? Even, Even Stevens. Stevens? Yeah. Okay. I think it was I, the sister that was supposed to do a like a, a presentation. Rapport. Yeah. And all she knew was that we went to the moon in 1969. So she just kept saying like we went to the moon in 1969, 1969. not 1968, but or, a year later, or a year later. Yeah, Something it's just like that. Some, like art, a, a year sooner or. A, whatever there was a song and i always think of a stupid song (laughs) we didn't i didn't even watch that show that much but i do recall that like vividly yeah that's how i know when we went to the moon we went to the moon in 1969 1969. yep (laughs) that's why i know that was not in key but (laughs) i refuse to actually sing it okay 
So this is the 1969 Berkshires UFO incident that shocked an entire town. Wow. Wow. So you had just two people in your story. I have about 40 witnesses on this. Yikes. (laughs) (laughs) So this is coming from, sorry, allthatsinteresting.com. I, I, it better be interesting. It better be. Uh, published in October of 2020. It starts with, <clears throat> when numerous residents of Berkshire County, Massachusetts, I was also surprised. Oh, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, because you mentioned that you'll hear my town next. I it's was like, not that one close. No, it's in the States. Um, numerous residents individually reported having seen a UFO on September 1st, 1969. Authorities were at a loss for an explanation. This wasn't a long sighting induced by sleep deprivation that could be easily dismissed. This isn't a lone sighting induced by sleep deprivation that could be easily dismissed. It truly appeared as though something uncanny had occurred. Okay. (laughs) On the evening in question, residents spotted lights above Sheffield in the southern Berkshires. It just sounds not not like Massachusetts. No, (laughs) no. Many of the witnesses said that the lights were fitted to an unidentified disc-shaped craft that was maneuvering in unprecedented ways. Okay. Some witnesses claimed they lost track of time as they gazed with stunned fascination at the object. (sighs) Losing time. Here we go. (laughs) No. (gasps) No. It's... I'm already, like, sweating over here. Um... Thomas Reed was nine years old at the time. He was in the car with his mother, brother, and grother, grandmother, gr- grother, <laughs> grandmother that night, and the family noticed a group of glowing dashes out of the roadside trees. Reed claims that something astounding happened when, heading home, his family approached Sheffield Bridge. This is, and this is in quotations. I assume this is coming from Thomas directly. It says, it came to a stop off the right side of the road, he recalled, of the glowing orbs. Everything got really calm. It was like being in the middle of a hurricane. There was like a barometric change, uh, yeah, barometric change in pressure. It was just like a dead silence. Then there was an eruption of crickets and frogs, and it got really loud, and that was it. Oh. So everything hushed. I feel like wasn't that didn't we go to a place i think it was the grave in the middle of the road that all the animals started freaking out and then just stopped yes on the recording that we took Mm -hmm. they just there was a big freak out for a moment we didn't know why yeah oh because we left it there didn't we yes yeah Yeah. that's the one where we left left a recorder there and went and got dinned in well we're not standing in the middle of the road for two hours no that'd be weird went and had some nachos (laughs) i mean good nachos Back to the story, uh, I think they must have stepped out of the car at some point. It doesn't really, it's not clear that it says that. But then it says the family suddenly found itself back in the car, but they had inexplicably lost two hours of memory. I hate, (laughs) hate, hate, hate it. Oh, and here we go. Stranger still, Reed's mother and grandmother had somehow switched car seats. Oh, I I think I've heard of this one. Yeah. Oh, man. Maddie was just saying this. Like, we were just talking about it. This I was story? One of the stories I was doing, and she said she had a favorite where the family was all in the car, and they swapped like they were swapped. I'm pretty sure that's what she said. She's, I'm probably going to get a text from her that says, <laughs> you're an idiot. That is not what I said. But I think... 
I swear that's what she said. If you can hear me, text me and let me know. <laughs> hmm. Well, despite any tangible evidence of the Berkshire's UFO incident, Reed has remained steadfast in his account. He said over time the family regained some memory of the incident, including having been a, a hangar-like facility with other people. That is what I said. Okay. She said, you heard it here first, everybody. That's what she, this is her favorite alien abduction story because everybody's got a favorite, right? Right. Because that's what normal people do. <laughs> Reed says, we encountered something. It was definitely not of this world. This hangar thing we were in was huge. It was large. Oh, so now they're on the, did I miss something? I, I know. I feel like I got so distracted by her saying this was the story. Go back to the, oh my God, you guys, I lost my, <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Sorry. I lost my spot. All right. They're back in the car. Switch seats. Despite any tangible evidence, he remains steadfast. He said over... Oh, over time, they regain memory. I just, like, I glazed oh. through that. So, the memory being that they were on the hangar-like facility. In How in long it. did it say? How much time did they lose? Two hours. Uh, God. Ugh. Mm -hmm. Gross. So, he said, we encountered something not of this world. The hangar we were in was huge. It was larger than a football field. This hallway we had seen was circular with a Y configuration, almost to control the flow of traffic. So, the hallways were like a Y shape. Yeah. This one room had a bowed-in wall that was rounded. Okay. It's important to remember that Reed was only one of dozens of people who reported witnessing a USO in the Sheffield area that night. UFO. Is that what I said? You said USO. I think because you were going to say Sheffield. Well, I meant UFO. Or maybe I got a lisp or something. I don't know. Or maybe know. you just are really patriotic. Wait. Is that it? Like a USO show? Yeah. <laughs> patriotic. <laughs> Some adults who called into the local radio station to report the sighting and others were children who began drawing UFOs in class. Oh, Neat. good. Good. And Reed goes on to say there must have been 20 or 30 sketches that were drawn by children in our fourth grade class from what they saw. They hung underneath in the class board, the class board in Sheffield Center School. More than one of those hang in the Roswell Museum today. People don't realize the significance of this. And so it wasn't just us. I mean, yeah, that's true. That The fact that it was so many people, mm -hmm. the man... Mandela effect. Mandela effect. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm going to create my own here for no reason. But that is the story of the 1969 Berkshire Sheffield. I mean, we UFO enjoy abduction. it. We enjoy it. A little bit of an abduction there. They, Like you said, he does. He remembers some, but. But that is why, like, the loss of time, the switching seats. Right. Like, and the, and the fact that, again, with how is the sleep paralysis then that they were driving and then they were still in the car mm -hmm. when they came to and in different spots and how you just forget that. Right. Weird stuff, but good stuff. Interesting. Very it's when stuff. I saw the lost two hours of time, I was like, no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we have a we have a very intimate history with loss of time. If you haven't listened to all of our episodes, go back to I literally don't know what number, but no. uh, Tunnel 10, not to spoil it, but like. Oh my Man. gosh, you realize that's probably been almost a year ago now? It has we, it was definitely snowing. been a year. It was in November. Oh. Yeah, right? I'm like, well now, I said that really confidently, but I don't know if it's right. Oh, okay. But I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure it was November we, of last year. I know we've said in episodes we would like to go back just one more time to check it out. We have not done it yet, and something about it, I, 
I don't know if I can, honestly. And the thing is, for me and what scared me then and what will worry me now is like the real life stuff. Yeah. It's out. No offense if y'all are in Tunnelton for some reason. But like, (laughs) that's out in the boonies. That's out in the middle of nowhere. Like, we're talking like... We saw houses on... island. Like, I don't want to get caught by somebody there in the middle of the night. We saw houses on stilts. Uh, We saw... I mean, it was a, a literal neighborhood of trash and it was set up in a way that like you drove through the trash Like they made a trail through the trash like we thought i thought i had taken a wrong turn we mentioned it in the episode and i thought we had ended up in like a little dump landfill Mm -hmm. thing not landfill because i don't care but like a dump area no no and it's it was basically like turn left here i was like do i though like right past the rundown bus and next to the broken down lawnmower you'll see this house and this house i was like oh okay it was scary stuff y'all but anyway go check go check out tunnelton if you're creeped out by lost time because we have like a first-hand experience now and it's uncomfy yeah it did not make me happy nope okay i have one more story for y'all this one i did this is the one that i knew about i knew it existed and i had to like search and search to find it because the story you're gonna do but we'll get there oh sorry (laughs) oh no it's fine it's i mean it's a good one and i i say it's a good one i only remember like tiny bits but i like hearing it every time so the one that i'm covering is about where where's the student's name zygmunt at adamski Uh uh-huh zygmunt (laughs) adamski yeah okay (laughs) get into it i'm very excited okay the disappearance of a yorkshire miner not berkshire yorkshire in 1980 left police baffled and prompted alien abduction conspiracy theories zygmunt adamski went missing in mysterious circumstances from his home in here we go england thanks (laughs) thornfield crescent at tingley near wakefield that's yeah in june of 1980 oh okay sure I mean, it could be worse. Peniston. That's oh. like my favorite. I love Peniston. I mean, I don't, but like, Jesus, crime any. Wow. There better be a lady equivalent. Oh, Well, Lord. can't say lady. Uh, politically correct. Golly. Sorry. We got to get away from this. The 56-year-old miner at Lofthouse Colliery. Mm-hmm. Col- yeah. Who was known to many as Ziggy had set off on a June on June 6th on a walk to the local shops to buy groceries. It was the last time that Polish-born Mr. Adamski was seen alive. <clears throat> uh-huh. His wife Lottie's initial suspicion was that he had been kidnapped. 5 days after he disappeared, coal yard worker Trevor Parker found his body on top of a 10-foot-high pile of coal at his father's coal yard in Todd Modern. Morden, Todd Morden, <laughs> around 20 miles from Tingley, where he was oh. shopping. Yikes, okay. So we, like, jump right into it, but now but now let's let's get into the details, because it do be creepy. So he, so he was found on a 20, or a 10-foot, uh, sorry, 10-foot high old pile. I should have just stopped. I should have stopped <laughs> while I was ahead. A 10-foot high pile of coal, 20 miles from where he was shopping weird yes yeah, weird strange he, yes he was wearing a suit but but his shirt was missing as were his watch and wallet which the watch he wore all the time i guess mm-hmm. 
His clothes were said to be improperly fastened, and he had only one day of beard growth. And how long had he been missing at this point, did they say? It's a little annoying that it's lucky that I know this story a little bit. They actually didn't say he had been missing for five days by the time they found him, but they found him like he just went out for groceries. Unfortunately, I don't know how he went out dressed, Mm -hmm. but he was in a suit without the shirt, without his wallet, without his uh, watch, but he was going to buy groceries, so he needed the wallet. Yeah. And although he had been missing for five days, he had approximately one day worth of beard growth. So it's almost like he had been undressed and someone tried to dress him hastily again. Or someone who didn't know how to put clothes on. That's true. Mr. Adamski's hair had also been cropped short in a roughly cut manner. His body was also covered in burn marks on his head, neck, and shoulders. His face, it was reported, this is the worst part. He's dead, right? Uh I just got chills. His face, it was reported, showed absolute terror. Like, they said the look on his face, the look that was plastered on his face was like of sheer horror. Oh my (laughs) god. Like someone who had literally died of fright. Jesus. Yep. But there were no injuries to explain the cause of his death. Like, there were burns, but that's not what killed him. Mm-hmm. The burns were said to be covered in a strange ointment, which could not be identified by scientists. Uh, and then, I don't know if it mentions it in here, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. Aside from the burn marks, the crude haircut, the one day of beard growth, like, he's sitting on, he's sitting on top of a coal pile in front of a coal mine. Mm-hmm. It dirty, right? Right. His body, spotless. Yes. Like, how mm. do you get on top of a 10-foot pile of coal and not get dirty? Right. He was cl- completely clean. Hmm. It's like someone had cleaned him, shaved him up, like, cleaned him up all, in all senses of the word, and then tried to dress him like, this is what normal people look like, mm-hmm. and then put him on a coal pile. Yeah. Hmm. Because the other thing I heard that they didn't, like... This is like a coal pile that you couldn't just climb up. Right. They had to like work their way up there to get to him. So again, how are you not dirty? Yeah. Right. How did someone... How could someone have gotten him up there, a full grown man? Yeah. And laid him neatly on top of the pile Mm -hmm. without being disturbed? Like... Weird. Weird It doesn't make sense. What What had happened to him and how did he end up in Todd Morton? Those questions haven't been answered, but this hasn't stopped speculation and the development of some quite outlandish theories. One tabloid newspaper suggested that Zygmunt had been abducted and killed by aliens and his body dumped on top of the coal pile. Mm -hmm. Others put forward theories that he had been killed by the KGB forces or had been left dazed and confused after being struck by ball lightning or some other unidentified phenomenon. Mm, Yeah. Aliens. Yeah, well, it's, it's making you wonder why the alien abduction theory, because, like, he died. He can't tell. He's not saying, like, I got abducted by aliens. Like, he died. Right. There's, there's, sorry, I had to burp there for a second. If you want to know what I just burped up. Oh, gross. <laughs> I didn't tell you what I'm drinking. It is, I'm almost embarrassed to admit it. Oh, God. Don't, nobody dare do the math. We didn't have this on an episode. You just bought it. We didn't, it. but I feel like I mentioned when I bought it, because I mentioned it after the episode mm-hmm. i'm drinking sweet baby java by dew claw brewing 
I just realized, you just what, realized episode. what episode. Oh my God, Kelsey. <laughs> it's not bad, folks. It is not bad. I bought this shortly after the episode where we did Sweet Baby Jesus. Uh-huh. And Megan, what what episode did we drink Sweet Baby Jesus? Sweet Baby Jesus was um was that the first episode? Our very first episode. The Faceless Nun. The Faceless Nun. In August of 2020. And I bought this shortly after. Uh-huh. I'll be honest. It's not bad. It's pretty good. It's gotten better with age. Just a little flat. Oh, yeah. I'm cleaning out. That's me and Maddie have been like chipping away at like all the beers and wines that we never finished. So, uh, oh, she's drinking uh, Backwoods Bastard in the yeah yeah that was hatchet, hatchet man, man cemetery sure was yep okay but now i'll i'm getting to where why we talk about aliens the alien abduction theories were given a further boost by alan godfrey the policeman who had been called to the todd morden coal yard when mr adamski's body had been found in november 1980 five months after adamski's body was found constable godfrey had his own encounter with a ufo less than a mile away from the coal yard and I think here's where the speculation came in about Adamski being, you know, aliens. Okay. <laughs> the respected policeman made a sketch of the UFO and later, under hypnosis, told a story about being taken aboard the UFO and given a physical examination by two non-human entities. The policeman's UFO story made headlines around the world. Mr. Godfrey, now 70, told the examiner that the story he told under hypnosis was probably merely a dream, adding, quote, I never said I was abducted by aliens. What? Yeah, I mean, way to take that back. However, he believes it's possible that Adamski was taken by aliens. I don't, I don't know. This guy, this guy's flaky. Yeah. I am open-minded. I can't rule it out, he says. Yeah, right. Mr. Godfrey doesn't believe Mr. Adamski was murdered, although he said a more senior police colleague in 1980 believed he had been killed. Well, yes. Right. He had, he been. had to He have was been. dead. Yeah. Ugh. He thinks that Mr. Adamski didn't die where he was found, but had been placed there, quote, by someone or something. Okay. He added, quote, he was on top of the coal pile on his back with not a bit of coal on him. His eyes were wide open, and he had burn marks. Yeah, it, it's... Mm -hmm. Why would he climb up a stack of coal? I mean, good question. Right. Although the coroner recorded an open verdict ruling that Mr. Adamski had died of a heart attack, Mr. Godfrey says there are unanswered questions. There was some... No way. <laughs> yeah, right? He says there was some ointment on the back of his neck. Samples were sent to a home office laboratory, which couldn't identify it. It was 1980... But, I mean, like, it's an ointment. Come on now. Right. I don't know. Mr. Godfrey said he would never forget the look on Mr. Adamski's face. Those eyes were staring up at me. I'm getting, like, cold chills for no reason. Mm -hmm. Those eyes were staring up at me. I was looking down on him from a foot away. Those eyes sent a shudder down my spine. They were wide open. He had a look of someone who had seen something or someone that had scared him to death. Good God. <laughs> He added, something or someone put him on top of that coal, on top of the pile of coal, and something scared him to death. Uh, they, they really laid on thick. Later, Mr. Godfrey spoke to the pathologist who carried out the post-mortem on Mr. Adamski's body. Quote, he said it was a classic case of someone who had been scared to death. 
we get it. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm, I feel like I'm picturing something in particular, like a really like yeah, face. You know what I'm talking about? It's a scary uh-huh. movie, but I can't think of what. I know. I'm kind of seeing it, too. Uh, I can't think of it either. Or I think of uh, Haunting of Hill House on Netflix, which oh, I don't maybe think that is finished. what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Okay, onward. The former policeman has no idea how the body ended up on the coal pile. How he got there, I don't know. I think something put him there. Mr. Godfrey, who recently self-published a book which includes details of the Adamski case, said it had similarities with the alleged alien abduction, alien abduction of American logger Travis Walton in Arizona in 1975. I should have looked up Travis Walton, shouldn't mm-hmm. I? <laughs> He, meaning Travis Walton, went missing for five days and he turned up alive. There are similarities. Almost 40 years on the case continues to fascinate investigators and those interested in unexplained deaths. In Tingley, local local people still talk about the case. So there was a lot more to this. It started to get more in the true crime area where they're like, well, he might have been abducted, but it wasn't by aliens. It could have been like... I don't, like KGB style stuff, like feudy style things. But mm-hmm. the takeaway, basically, I, I'm just going to take the snippet towards the end is the bizarre facts of this case. One, clothes that were improperly fastened. Two, the body dumped atop a coal heap without noticeable disturbance. Three, burns that were reported to be only two days old. That was the other thing. He was missing for five days. The burns were only two days old with an unidentified gel substance and only one day of beard growth and another strange encounter with a UFO by the police investigator led us to imagine all kinds of possible outcomes. The case is just another example of a story that sounds good at first, but that dissolves under direct scrutiny, as are so many stories of space alien abduction. So these people, the stuff I skipped was true crimey, like I said. They're saying if if you nitpick it enough, mm-hmm. you will prove it's not alien abductions, but like you can disprove anything if you want to. So that's the story of Zygmunt Adamski, a.k.a. Ziggy. I think I think it's creepy. I don't know. It just really stuck with me for some reason. The His face, the coal pile. I also heard the coal pile was 12 feet at some point, but like either way. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like if it were to have happened with more, when there was more modern technology, like even 10 years later or 15 years later. Right. Because it was the 80s, right? No, it was 1980. Okay. I don't know. I mean, maybe possibly they're like, oh, we've never seen anything like this, which, yeah, on the surface, it sounds uh, like weird. Like, it's hard to explain the stuff they saw. Right. But the thing is, like, he was covered in burn marks, but then there was like a weird ointment on them, almost as if someone tried to fix it. And if it was someone like torturing him or killing him, mm-hmm. they didn't do it by that. And they ruled it as a heart attack. Yeah, like uh, maybe they were just <laughs> maybe they're just trying to rough him up and scare him and he happened to die. But like oh, yeah. to me, mm. if it was someone targeting to kill, they did not do a good job mm-hmm. because like, wouldn't there be more physical damage? I, I don't know. Also, yeah. I, I mean, I've never seen somebody die, luckily, I guess. But would your face be twisted in horror? I feel like they laid on it that they laid so it on thick, thick. Yeah, they really did. That if that were a common occurrence, maybe they they wouldn't have said it like that. I don't. I don't think so. Like I said, I've never watched somebody die, mm-hmm. but like I just feel like, does your face really just stay like that? Right. 
I don't think so, just because of how much they talked about it. Yeah, I feel like, like it's they probably were really not. like taking that one home. Yep. 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 Well, okay. Scary so, stuff. Didn't I like it. <laughs> Sorry, it was lengthy, but I, those were mine. I liked them. Yeah. You better like them also. You have no choice. You're listening to this episode. <laughs> They're good. I enjoyed them. But now I'm going to finish it up. <clears throat> With a big hitter. The one that I had to search Google page after Google page to avoid. I'm sorry. I think I went easy pickings on this. My B, my B. But it's because it's a good story. If yeah. I remember all of it correctly. If you're like super into aliens, I'm sorry. You've probably definitely heard this one before. But I know about it, but I don't know a ton of... I didn't know a ton of details about it. I was going to say, I have. I know I've heard this story and I couldn't tell you a detail about it right now. As you're going to tell me, I'll probably be like, oh yeah, oh yeah. And I'll definitely learn things I didn't already know. Right. But it's it's a good one. Well, this story, I'm pulling it. I'm, it's on a ton of websites, obviously. But I'm going to be pulling this one from outdoors.org. Right. And this is titled, this was actually published in June of last year. And this is titled Alien Abduction in the White Mountains. Ooh. Ooh. Spooky. This also takes place in the 60s. The 60s were wild. I guess. And well, my other one, my story was September 1st, 1969. This one is in September of 1961. Ooh. Betty and Barney Hill were driving from Montreal, Canada to Portsmouth, New Hampshire. I don't know why that's what uh, what I had trouble saying. I don't know. But they were on their way home from their belated honeymoon. Mm. And what's special about this couple, Megan? Does it mention it at all? It does mention it. And I'll, I'll go ahead and let them. Yeah, I see. It's I about, forgot that. I honestly didn't know until I came across it searching. I was like, oh, wow. Especially yeah. for 61, honestly. Yeah. Just keep in mind, this is 1961. While driving through the White Mountains of New Hampshire, the couple experienced an extraterrestrial phenomenon that would launch them into the international spotlight and help shape the dialogue around future supernatural encounters. Ooh, that, mm. that's, that's a lot of pressure. I have a lot of weight on your shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> Betty and Barney both worked long hours in Portsmouth. I think it's Portsmouth. I said Portsmouth. Um, Mouth. Yeah, I think it's <clears throat> Betty was a social worker who handled child welfare cases, and Barney was a postal worker who often drove 60 miles a day and worked the night shift. That Good for you, Barney. Sucks. In addition to their full-time jobs, the couple also volunteered frequently. Good Angels. folks. Angels. Now, what else is it about them that's so special? Well, as an interracial couple, wow. before those unions were fully accepted, the Hills were passionate about the advancing ad, about advancing the civil rights movement. Now, she was a white woman and he was a black man. This is 1961. I feel like not just a, a lot of people were happy about it. Yeah. No. 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 But look at them just being so forward thinking. I Right. They volunteered at their local church and were both members of the NAACP. All right. After deciding to take a well-deserved break, the Hills planned a spontaneous road trip from Montreal to Niagara Falls. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> the, those are the best. You know, when it's last minute, it's like, hey, what do you, do you want to go to uh, Niagara Falls this weekend? See, like, that's a <laughs> big last minute. Like, that some last is, yeah. minute things, like... If last minute is like, hey, you want to go to Taco Bell? Like, I'll take that last minute. <laughs> but, like, if you're like, let's go to Nevada or whatever, or Montreal, I'd be like, uh, let me think on it. I'll say, mm, um, well, I get off work at five. Right, so. Exactly. <laughs> 
Though the couple had been married for 16 months, they had never been on their honeymoon and viewed this trip as an opportune time. Okay. They got in their car and impulsively left for the for the three-day trip without even stopping by the bank to get extra money. Wow. They really... That is... Yeah. That is some fiscal responsibility. Right? On the last night of their trip, the Hills departed a diner in Vermont around 10 p.m., hoping to make it back to Portsmouth around 2 a.m. However, as they drove... Why did I just lose my spot? However, (laughs) as they drove, they noticed a bright light in the sky that appeared to be following them. Mm, Don't like that. No. With every mile they drove, the light grew bigger and brighter. As a World War II vet and a plane enthusiast, Barney Hill did not think much of the light at first. Okay. I mean, yeah. Right, right. As it was the middle of the night, he figured the light could not be coming from a commercial plane or a helicopter and assumed it was just a satellite that had gone off course. Mm-hmm. A satellite. In 1961? I mean, I guess. Okay. I mean, satellites I b- were a thing by then, we obviously. Launched them, but, yeah. like, people. We was hadn't a been thing. there. That's true. I guess I don't know when space expedition started, even if it was just no, satellites. I have no clue of time. Like, it's an None. illusion. It's not real. <laughs> Nonetheless, the light continued to follow them, even as they drove through the winding roads of the White Mountains. Okay, now that's weird. If you're taking crazy curves and stuff. Yeah. Sometimes light would move behind the trees and disappear, only to reappear moments later. Eventually, the couple grew so curious that they decided to pull over and investigate. Man. Yep, that, there was your there mess up. There weren't a lot of scary movies yet, to be fair. Yep, there's your mess up. Through a pair of binoculars, Betty realized that the light was not a satellite and was actually some sort of object spinning in the air, presumably a flying saucer. Oh. Barney also grew concerned. Mm-hmm. As a pragmatic intellectual man, he was skeptical of any extraterrestrial explanation, but he had no alternative guess as to what the light could be. The couple continued driving until they reached Route 3 in Lincoln, when the object hovered just over 100 feet above the car. That's not very high. It's, it's really not. No. Barney abruptly stopped, got out of the car with a handgun. Boy. Goodness. goodness. <laughs> and a postal worker. <laughs> I always keep that thing on me. Mm-hmm. And he saw something that was as big as a jet, but as flat as a pancake. Oh. Behind the windows of the object were beings in gray uniforms who told Barney to put down his binoculars. Okay. He tried to raise his pistol, but somehow found himself unable to. No, no good. I mean, like, I still have not seen Letterkenny. Sorry, but I keep wanting to say to be fair. To be fair. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, being paralyzed with fear. Yes. Or like unknowing. Right. Like you think you could stand off, but mm -mm, no. Like fight or flight. I'm out. He flew. I'm out. (laughs) Realizing that he was about to be captured, he ran back to the car and sped off. What about Betty? No, she was in the Betty car. Betty, hop in! <laughs> At some point, Betty and Barney Hill heard strange beeping noises from their trunk. No. Oh, no. <laughs> felt drowsy and eventually lost consciousness. So here, actually, and I can probably pull these pictures and we can post them, but, um, or at least give you the link. I don't want to get, like, all copyright and whatever. Right. But uh, this is actually a drawing that Betty made of what they saw in the sky that night. Okay. So, I mean, it's not, like, super Picasso-y or anything like no, that. No, it very much looks like a disc with windows all around. Interesting. hmm This is how it looked when it was about 
200 feet high. This is how it looked after shifting over highway, descending to about 100 feet over field. Yep. Red light on end, fin, this silo out from side with red light. Yep, her actual drawing and her notes about what it so looked like. So those, like, came out like little wings almost. Kind of, yeah. It would seem. Hmm, crazy. So now they've blacked out. Beeping in the trunk, we gone. Nah, that sounds like some James Bond. They threw in some sleeping gas or something. Right. Night-night. <laughs> <laughs> the next morning, the couple woke up in their house in Portsmouth with no recollection of the events that occurred the night before. I don't like that. Barney's shoes had been scuffed. Uh, however, so they they wake up and they're like... Oh, Tuesday morning. Right? I'm tired. I, I'm, that was a nice nap. Uh, except Barney's shoes had been scuffed and Betty's dress had been torn and both of their watches had stopped working. See, that's something also. Mm-hmm. Trying to piece together what happened, Betty spent hours in the library reading about the National Investigations Committee on Aerial Phenomenon. I did, or the NICAP. Very smart lady. Very mm-hmm. smart people. I'm such an idiot. Right? Man. <laughs> help. That's all I googled was help. Yeah. And that is a civilian UFO group in the 60s. Go wow. Ahead. I wa- wasn't the whole idea of ufos started because of a radio oh god what was oh, it the radio some show, show that played that it was a fake story but everybody was like oh my god it's real i don't know if what it was aliens it? or did they think war, if that war had actually taken place i cannot remember i feel god man i'm they so thought frustrated like a, a war had started like, and whatever like, it was oh it was it was fictional but people listening like would jump in after it started their because it didn't say this is a fake story by so-and-so it just started as if it was a real broadcast Uh uh-huh i don't know something like that yeah anyway she also filed a police report with the air force concerned about radiation things i just wouldn't think about no in the next couple of years the cover couple the couple suffered from disturbing dreams and and exhaustion Anxiety. Anxiety. Oh, same. <laughs> Shoo, having trouble. <laughs> they began seeing a psychiatrist named Benjamin Simon who helped them piece together what had happened that night. And here is actually Betty's dress from that night with the rip on her chest. Now, here's the th- when you said ripped, everybody, I'm assuming you thought what I did, like it got all ripped at the bottom. Like, like almost like claws or something. No, it looks like someone has cut out uh, a crude, not a circle, but just like a... A patch mm-hmm. out of the chest area, the uh, straight ch- middle of the chest. Probably almost like I'd say near the heart. Yeah, you know? pretty close to where it's, the heart is. Because it's not quite center. It's off to the left. Yep. Hmm. Interesting. Do not like. Through months of sessions and hypnosis, a popular technique at the time, the couple began to recall what happened to them. According to the Hills, the UFO had landed on their car as they were speeding down the mountains and put them to sleep. Afterwards, the gray beans they had seen earlier had led them up a long ramp inside the spacecraft. Once inside, they were separated and individually tested. They were asked to climb on a metal table and remove their clothes where the gray beans would pluck their hairs, take clippings from their nails, and peel parts of their skin. No, thank you. Each sample was placed on something that resembled a glass slide. 
The gray beans also probed needles into their arms, legs, and heads. Mm -mm. Betty recalled that one needle was even inserted into her stomach as a pregnancy test. Oh. Like they just... Oh, like they were trying to see if she was pregnant? I guess, yeah. Like if they located a womb or a womb-like thing, I guess. Depending on how they were shaped, they're probably like, well, this is probably where the baby goes. (laughs) Like checking. Throughout the whole throughout the ordeal, Betty and Barney claimed that one of the beans was the leader who was observing the process from the side. Later, alone with the leader, Betty asked where the craft had flown. She just casually, hey, where are we going? Like, my stories were just like, we got picked up, we got dropped off. This is like, we, like, hung out. Mm-hmm. We had a lunch. Under hypnosis, she replicated the star map to her that was shown to her on the ship. So she's got, like, a knack for art. (laughs) I guess. Years later, a woman woman named Marjorie Fish attempted to interpret Betty's reproduction of the map. Right, see if she can find it in the sky. Yeah, and concluded that the beans had come from the star system Zeta Reticuli. Or Reticuli, probably. So she was accurate enough in just drawing a star map, like dots on a page that they're like, like we a found galaxy it. outside of our galaxy, and she Which, drew it. There are so many dots that you could never possibly replicate it, but she drew one close enough that they're like, oh they said, yeah, it's this one. Oh yeah, that's a Zeta Reticuli. Of course. Yeah. Duh, idiot. Dumb. So dumb. Anyway, (laughs) though the story of Betty and Barney Hill was not the first tale of alien abduction, I wonder when, you know what, that's something we probably should, when did they really, the first one, you know, when did people start coming out about aliens? Who knows? Because this is 1961 and they're not the first. I mean, if there's already a UFO group created, obviously it, it had been going on for quite some time. Yes. Enough for them to be like, we have got to get some info together and start looking into this sort of thing. This is completely unrelated. I was about to look it up to see. Uh-huh. Here's a picture of Ziggy. Ew. Yeah, he is creepy looking. Yeah, I can imagine he probably looked terrifying just in death. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry, I, As he did in life. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry Zigmund. He's just kind of creepy looking. He really is. <laughs> Anyway, theirs is not the first tale of alien abduction, but theirs was the most well-documented and feasibly legitimate. After the encounter, Betty continued doing research on UFOs for the remainder of her life, and the story of the Hills became one of the most widely publicized alien encounters in history. It even shaped the way alien encounters are discussed today in the media. Yeah. You know what's funny? I searched first alien abduction... Betty and Barney Hill. Yeah, it's they're not the first, though. It says that. Right. It, oh, they couldn't Barney, have been the first. Barney died. Goodness gracious. What happened? Barney died in 1969. No. Betty died in 2004. Goodness. Yeah. Like, that's a jump. Goodness. Well, Who reported the first alien abduction? This looks like a whole mess of stuff that I don't have time to sift through while we're here. But, well... Well, dang, see, I picked it and it says on the night of September 19th, 1961, Barney and Betty Hill. But it said they weren't the first. No, they it couldn't have been the first because there was a group created that was dedicated to researching the extraterrestrial. Yeah, I just saw something that talked about like in the 1950s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Well, before their experience, before the Hills experience, aliens were actually portrayed as friendly creatures who would commute back and forth between Earth and their home planet. So it's hmm. like pen pals. Yeah. that They were just nice guys asking what was up. However, after the Hills shared their story, alien abductions became better known for their mystery and intrigue. Alien movies and sci-fi novels like The X-Files started to include common tropes, such as medical examinations and missing time. <laughs> <laughs> Although the Hills have both since passed away, their legacy and events that occurred in the White Mountains in 1961 have not been forgotten. There is actually a plaque bam out mm -hmm. in portsmouth new hampshire commemorating the hills and on this i'll try to read it here we go <clears throat> betty and barney hill incident on the night of september 19th to 20th 1961 portsmouth new hampshire couple betty and barney hill experienced a close encounter with an unidentified flying object and two hours of lost time while driving south on route three near lincoln they filed an official air force project Air Force Project Blue Book report off a brightly lit cigar-shaped craft and the next day oh, the next day, but were not public with their story until it was leaked in the Boston Traveler in 1965. This was the first widely reported UFO abduction report in the United States. Wow. Sorry, it was like teeny tiny writing, so I was trying to read that. Oh no, it's fine. But that is a short, sweet version of oh, yeah. Betty and Barney Hill's alien abduction. And I don't mean to jump out of Betty and Barney, Betty and Barney Hill, but back to your other story yeah. with the family in the car that got swapped spots. I can't remember if it mentioned. I'm pretty sure that's the story I heard that wasn't the car even like facing the opposite direction they were originally going. Maybe. I, it didn't. I swear, I'm almost certain... I really feel like it was. It was like it was facing the oppo opposite direction they were going, like mile markers before that they had definitely already hit. Oh, I'm sure if it's not that's I'm that's probably happened to some people. I guess. Yeah, I there is a story. There's a story out there where it's something like that. Couple driving, and or someone's driving, and the car when they come to is facing in the opposite direction, like from west to east, and like. 10 mile markers off or something like that hmm or it could have been a glitch in the matrix Ooh, was oh lordy Ooh. uh does it do they all go hand in hand who even knows anymore <laughs> oh my <sighs> goodness good stuff interesting i know i i liked it and i didn't i do like hearing the stories and reading the stories i don't like the idea like now i'm like i will never drive through portsmouth new hampshire at night yeah. in the middle of nowhere like no right I don't know. I something about alien encounters freak me out more than ghost stories do. <laughs> right, and it sucks that apparently they started out as like, you know, happy like yay aliens. Well, I guess until no, because they said that theirs wasn't the first encounter. So, I guess the people before them who encountered aliens were just like, "Hey, they're cool guys. They weren't too bad." <laughs> yeah, they're pretty chill. Or maybe it's just a case that those people have no recollection of what happened, but they know they saw something and then they can't remember after that. So maybe that's an instance of that. It's not something. Maybe, but the unexplained usually scares people. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. <laughs> when did they become little green men also? Like, also men. Come oh, on. <laughs> like, why men? I... Just that you could ask that in any situation. Why men? Why? Why? 
why men? <laughs> Sorry for like the the demographic of men listening to our podcast. I don't hate it's all in all good of fun. You. <laughs> it's in good fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think that's gonna probably cover it for our alien abductions. I think so. Spooky stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I it's still in the realm of spooky. Okay. To me, it is like it is. I don't know. And it is kind of. I say closely related to glitches in the Matrix. And to Supernatural. <laughs> ah. Well, that's, there you go. There, that's, I know, we're just going to keep doing the Midwest really? farewell before we start our farewells. We'll s- stop at the door and talk for a little bit. Oh, I forgot your Tupperware. And then I'll like, walk you to the car and then hang out your window and talk to you for a little bit. Oh, hold on, let me go grab you some leftovers. Oh, like, God. <laughs> Oh wait, I got I got something you for know, you. I got these family pictures printed off. I need to show you these. They're so cute. <sighs> Jeez Louise. There's just so, oh lordy. I bet you people not in the Midwest are like Jesus. You know, it's funny. they don't know how to just say bye and hang up. <laughs> I know. Like I don't. I part of me is like, is it really a Midwest trope? Because there's no way other people don't awkwardly leave conversations. Like everybody has to find ways to talk for an extra ten minutes after you say, okay, I'm gonna head out. Right. Right? Right. Like we all do that? Like how you all give the... When you catch eyes <laughs> like with someone the, walking the per- on the sidewalk. Not pursed lips. Is that pursed lips? Kind of. It's no. that awkward, like, the hey, we made eye contact. The little white person smile. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> like when, when you, you make see eye someone, contact. Yeah, when you make eye contact with somebody that you went to high school with, but you didn't really talk to, but you know each other. So you're just like, mm. <laughs> No, it's strangers, too. It's strangers. If you accidentally make eyes, you have to make the One of the best face. things to come out of this pandemic is the mask. I make so many stupid faces. I talk to myself and no one even knows anymore. I realize I'm a mouth breather if it were socially acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> I walk around like, <laughs> not even a little open. Like, I let my jaw just really hang. <laughs> I realize <laughs> I usually make weird faces when I see people in public. Like, I'm like... You know, but then I do that under the mask and everyone's just like, all they see is, uh-huh. <laughs> and they just think I'm startled by something. No, I'm making a stupid face at you, but you don't know it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, but it's good. You know, that helps. That does. does help. You know what else helps? Checking out our social media. Oh, yep. There it is. I found it. I found I found the segue for do you. Do you want to see us out? Oh, my no. God. No, no, because it's a nightmare every time I do it. Oh. Should I try? It's the last one of the year, last chance in yeah, 2021. Okay, yeah, you know what? Let's do it. <laughs> Check out our social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Not MySpace, but no. TikTok, because that's a thing. Do we have any videos? No. But New Year, New Us, we'll get there. Mm-hmm. I promise. Loose promise. <laughs> but... You can also check out our website that has links to all of those social medias. That's or so they say pod.com. Also, you can find all the social media or so they say. I mean, it is what it is. Like, it's yep, pretty yep. easy to find. Look for our little logo. Mm-hmm. And also linked <laughs> on the website. Listen, I'm, try- I'm doing know, so I'm much sorry. better. I'm trying not to look at you because I know I'll just stress you out. I'm doing so much better than I did the one time I tried to do this, though. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I've done the website. I've done social media. Also linked on our website is our merchandise. If you want to get some stickers, get some T-shirts, get some masks so we can all mouth breathe in <laughs> a socially acceptable manner, you can go to redbubble.com slash people slash or so they say pod, right? Yep. Look at me go. Look at me go. Just blazing right along. 
if you don't like if you sorry i just thought of grandpa joe when he gets out of bed look at me go f grandpa joe that dude is oh what a uh, gold digger something I, I hate him i think we also need to go in the new year with a more positive attitude no i still hate grump, grandpa joe my my mantra for 2022 is gonna be be positive hate grandpa joe right like, F good you. morning everyone except, except grandpa, grandpa i hope everyone has a good day except grandpa joe <laughs> you selfish piece of trash you've been in that bed for decades and you're like oh chocolate <laughs> like i can't believe Did someone say golden ticket <laughs> i hate that dude <laughs> i'm sorry i interrupted you red bubble get no some it's okay stuff. it's okay go get some stuff if you cannot commit to like buying tangible things like i can't because i also like I got some stickers. Have I placed them anywhere? No, because I can't make commitments like that. <laughs> so if you just want to throw your money to the wind like all of us do, you can donate to our Patreon or our PayPal. Patreon has its perks, though, because for just, just a single dollar a month, you can get extra things you know i was doing really content. good and then i started to fall apart <laughs> extra content like any evps we found pictures that we've taken videos that we've taken any evidence that we have collected from our previous ghost hunting trips mm -hmm. will be posted here on patreon and these are things that we've sifted through with like a fine tooth comb to decide whether or not they could be supernatural or not and these are the things that we whittle down like we just don't have explanations for them there are some really good evps on there not to toot our own horn but toot toot go check it out <laughs> but if you can't if you don't like the monthly subscription thing which that is it's one dollar five dollars ten dollars i mean that's like not that's not a drink at starbucks because starbucks is real expensive mm -hmm. but like for one dollar five dollars ten dollars a month you get that access if you don't like the monthly commitment, again, I can't even commit to placing a sticker, let alone a monthly payment. So you can donate to our PayPal instead. And that, whatever your little heart desires, whatever mm -hmm. whatever you'd like to give us a once-off, appreciated, thanks well, a heap. All of it's appreciated. Yes. Finally, well, sort of finally. Uh, we, if you can't, if you don't like to buy things, if you don't like to waste money, if you only like to waste your time, which like, samesies mm -hmm. you can waste just like 10 seconds it's not 10 a waste seconds. it's not a waste it's a, it's a wonderful <laughs> like investment in your time and efforts to rate us rate us on spotify rate us on itunes everywhere that you rate us it, algorithms do what they do and they're like oh people like this and people you know might like this also and they could see this and tell your friends and they do the work for us and it's great yeah. we do what we can as far as networking goes but like your likes and reviews if you don't have something nice to say, don't say anything at all. Uh, <laughs> help us to reach other listeners. Mm -hmm. So go rate and review and follow us because we need constant validation. And yeah, I guess I think that's pretty that much it. That covers it. That covers it. You was, did it. Wow. Wow. <laughs> well, because I was going to mention, like, obviously this was a fifth Thursday. We do twin tangents. If you want to hear us go off on a tangent uh -huh. catch us on a fifth thursday if you catch mm -hmm. us on a first thursday we're telling your stories any stories you send to us any stories we find along the way we will tell to you those yep. are your experiences not our experience so all of us will be surprised and, and delighted. delighted yes okay that covers it. it that's all she wrote i did so good all right a lot of pressure you know i don't think i, I think i breathed like twice so <gasps> sweaty <sighs> <laughs> okay well i we did obviously it. need to get you off the mic now you're like 
<laughs> I, I talk so much. I know I talk a lot. Someone earlier, someone, I'm making eyes in the other room, was like, well, you do talk a lot. And I went and smacked oh I did not smack her. Jesus. <laughs> I H. do. You know what? It's a blessing and a curse. Oh, the, hearing the dulcet tones of my voice for an hour to an hour and a half. Sorry, mm-hmm. not sorry. Sorry I keep uh, doing this. Uh, you guys can't see me. I keep lifting my legs and staring at the scary, scary swelling of my oh. ankle. <laughs> because if there's anything that's at least looking sort of fit on me, it was my ankles. No, no, not anymore. They're gone. It's a stump. Um, it's not that bad. Well, I'm not going to do it because I'll kick the mic. But if you look at this ankle, totally normal. Like, yeah. normal size. What's happening to Lefty here? What's going on? I mean, they both kind of look the same. I'm not trying to hurt your feelings. Oh, but, no, oh no, I'm spilling out of my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're getting off top. You know what? We did it. I ended on a good note. We got to end it on a good note. I can't so leave here crying. <laughs> stop. We can't end the year like this. You can't end 2021. I mean, that's how we started it. We might as well cry. Everybody cry. Right up until like the last second of 2021, then no more crying. No more. Not None. a single tear. Look, I'm over it. Oh, God. <laughs> Sociopath, what is Jesus. wrong with you? <laughs> okay, okay. We, we gotta go. We gotta go. See y'all in the new year. See you. Uh, everyone have huh, a See you next hap- year. <laughs> I hate it. Everyone <laughs> have a happy new year and uh, hopefully... Keep your New Year's resolutions realistic. Don't put too much pressure right, on yourself. We've had too much pressure on ourselves. We, we're we going to do our best to stick to what we plan, and we hope you do the same, okay? You know what? Let's all start off on the right foot. Okay. Let's do okay. it. Okay. Good luck, everybody. Right. See, See you, you next, next year. Week. Next, next year. Okay. Uh, you are. You're still you're <sighs> committed to that, huh? I am. Okay. Bye, Bye guys. Mixing and music by Kelsey Ingram. Visit us at our website, or so they say pod.com, where you can donate to our Patreon or PayPal, check out our merch at redbubble.com, and find links to all our social media. Episodes can be found on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your favorite podcast. If you like what you hear, don't forget to leave us a glowing review. Thanks for listening, and see you next week.